Support for Michigan Public's stateside podcast comes from Lake Trust Credit Union, working to empower financial well-being for Michigan consumers, businesses, and communities. Committed to financial solutions and advice to support people and families. More information at laketrust.org. Support for the Stateside Podcast comes from Kalamazoo College, offering a personalized education that combines critical thinking, curiosity, and creativity. Committed to preparing students for meaningful careers that make a positive impact on the world. More at kzoo.edu. Hey, it's April. We're trying something a little different this weekend, giving you a slice of conversations that we didn't have time to drop into the pods this week. It's a special stateside extra just for you. So enjoy, and we hope you're having a great weekend. During World War I and World War II, American military personnel traveled and fought abroad, bringing back home war stories, wounds, and medals. Some of them even brought back wives and children. These women were colloquially known as war brides. Kinuko Kitty Yada Devi, 94 years old this year, is one of these women. And her story is one that spans a really incredible amount of time in history. Rachel Ishikawa shares a snapshot of her story today. One thing to know about Kinuko is that her name is not actually Kitty. I don't know who started. They start calling me Kitty. I guess it's hard to do. It's easier, it's easier to say Kitty than yeah. Kinuko. That's Kinuko's daughter Nita chiming in, changing your name or having it changed to fit some people's idea of what is American is not anything new. My name, Kinuko Yada Divine. That's my husband's name. Kinuko's husband served in the U.S. Army during World War II. She's a widow now, but she came to the U.S. as a war bride. In fact, Kinuko has lived through multiple wars. She served in the Japanese army before immigrating to this country, a country that for years did not allow immigration from Asia. I'm wondering if you could tell me about what this, what this article is right here. This was not her first interview. What was this article about, Mom? This is our first come back, come in the United States. The article we were looking at was about war brides. It was published in the Monroe Evening News in 1985. And there's this picture of Kinuko and her family. She is young and she has this dark, short, permed hair. Um, I had a lot of hair. (laughs) (laughs) Before Michigan, there was Kyoto, where Kinuko grew up. And when she was a teenager, World War II broke out. And a lot of government coming to the high school, they ask you for joining service, you know. And I decided to do that, to fight for country. <laughs> she decided to fight for her country. You'll probably notice that Kinuko ends a lot of her stories with chuckles, even the more difficult ones. <laughs> Were you scared? <laughs> no. No? I wasn't a big, but it is it mostly high school, young boy and girl there, but on there, they, where they went, mostly all died. Yeah. yeah. Where they went or died. Kinuko became a Navy nurse. 
She was 15 years old. Then, in August of 1945, the U.S. dropped nuclear bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Kinoko was sent to Hiroshima as a nurse. What, what was that experience like? Well, you know what happened. You don't say anything. You know what happened. You don't say anything. First, we don't know what I did. You know, what kind of bomb they dropped. And mostly people still alive were burning. And we don't know how to trade. And we just hope we find out what to do. But we did best we can. Japan lost the war, and Americans took over the hospital she had worked at in Kyoto. But Kinoko stayed on as a nurse. And I stay on because there's still some of the uh, Japanese patients there that I still care for. I was because of my hometown. So I stayed volunteered. She cared for her patients in her home city, just as she did during the war. Kenneth DeVee worked at the same hospital as Kinuko. And one day, she was helping him out. And he told me, I've been watching you. <laughs> By Japanese standards, Kinuko's tall. She's 5'2", and her mother used to always say, I'm going to have trouble finding men. And then there was Ken. He indeed was taller than Kinuko. And three months later, they went on their first date. When Kinuko was 19 and Ken was 21, they got married. But my family never been happy. They were really against it. To her family, Kinuko married the enemy. Ken and Kinoko had their first two children in Japan. And then, like thousands of other Japanese women, Kinoko moved to the U.S. with her American husband and children. It's where she's been now for the past 70 years. At first, she kept in contact with her mother. I keep on sending the letter, keep come back to me. And I realized my mother is dead. And after she died, that's it. She had no way to reach the rest of her family. If you ask Kinuko now what her life is like, she'll tell you about her grandchildren. I, I just loved them. And her great-grandchildren. And her great-great-grandchildren. Keep on me busy. She'll tell you about her women's Bible study, all of her friends from church, and the crew of stray cats yeah, she takes I care of. But it took a while to get here. She truly had to build this life from the ground up. Her family didn't support her marriage, and Ken's family didn't either. His family didn't like either. Yeah, I didn't get much help from them. So Kinuko found her own help. She found community in her local church. People were really nice that they helped me, you know. First time when they was showing me that where they go to that good used cross, <laughs> a good well. <laughs> to get clothes and... Because we didn't have much money to start with. And her kids helped her too. Mostly I learned a lot of reading and little writing from my kid. And even though it was hard, there were things that Kinuko really liked about living in the States. She felt like she had more freedom. You know, Japan is 
is that a woman more like a slave, you know? A woman is more like a slave. She don't have no right to say what opinion. That wasn't when I grew up. Maybe now it's different. It's a lot of different, just like America. She said when she grew up in Japan, the woman would walk behind the man. And in the States, Ken and Kinoko walk together, side by side. If you ask Kinoko about what it was like to move from one of Japan's largest cities to a small town in Michigan, she'll tell you about the house her husband built in a town called Maybe. At first, the house was just one room. But over time, they would add a second room, then a third, then a fourth. And he kept adding, adding one room and one room. <laughs> it got the pretty big house. Kiniko's story is kind of like this house. Each new room they built is like a new chapter of her life. And over time, like the house, her life grew into something full, something complete. Well, I'm happy now. I got a lot of, a lot of family, and they all love me. I'm in 94, and, you know, I n- never know when they call up. So I try the best I can every day. For Stateside, I'm Rachel Ishikawa. A big thank you to Kinuko Dubi and to Jerry and Nita Gerwick for this story. Thanks also going out to Matt Shepler, whose article in The Exponent Live inspired us to do this story in the first place. And that's the Stateside podcast for today. I'm April Baer. You can find full Stateside episodes at michiganradio.org. Today's podcast was produced by Rachel Ishikawa. Other producers on our show are Mike Blank, Ronia Cabansag, Mercedes Mejia, and April Van Buren. Our executive producer is Laura Weber Davis. Music from Blue Dot Sessions. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Rebecca Williams. I'm Lester Graham. We've been working on a big project about Great Lakes birds called the Bird Connection. It will look at ducks and trumpeter swans. Egrets and herons. And piping plovers. Yes! We'll discuss what we've discovered at a Michigan Public Issues and Ale event. Including how some problems for birds are problems for people. It's at Arbor Brewing Company in Ypsilanti the evening of May 21st at 7. You can register at michiganpublic.org.